Hello, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren here today with Denise Harlow talking about um, experiencing disappointment as a leader or a pastor in the church. Um, for us, it's obvious that that includes pastor wives who we consider to be both pastors and leaders in the church. Um, so disappointment, um, I think it's important to start off as we were talking mom we were talking about how it's important that everybody knows that everyone experiences it oh yeah obvious don't you wish (laughs) nobody knew what we were talking about (laughs) I do I do Um, yeah I think no matter your experiences or how you know great of a leader and pastor you are you're gonna be maybe a little surprised by the different disappointments that come yeah it it really it, I grew up in a house with ministry, so I knew it would come, and uh, you probably were the same way, but wow, if somebody didn't grow up as a Christian, then they became a Christian and were in ministry, it can blindside you. It's like, what? These are Christian people doing this? And it's just, yeah. it's It's just hard. a little punch in the gut every time it happens. Yes. Yeah. As we were talking, we were talking a little bit about some different categories that a leader may experience, some disappointment. Um, So why don't you share what we were talking about? Well, there's so many different areas we could go into. So we decided to basically stick with two for this particular podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. One is if you're a ministry leader and somebody uh, just disappoints you because of their... for lack of a better word to use, but their performance as they serve, um, maybe they uh, just give it their just barely any effort at all. Yeah, leftovers or are late or don't seem to make it a priority kind of a thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so it's it can be so disappointing um, and very difficult to work work through because you've asked them to do it or maybe they've volunteered themselves and Mm -hmm. then uh, they come and they're just feeling like it's not that important not that big a deal and it's hard to communicate that and get people motivated and and give it their all I I mean I've had this (laughs) happen so many times in 33 years uh Mm -hmm. One time. We always go ahead. Go ahead. We we always say that like um the results you get is probably the a reflection on the system you created. So I think it's always good when you are disappointed to stop and say, like, okay, obviously this person needs more leadership. Is this my is this my fault? What else could I do for them? And then after you've done that, I think <laughs> it's kind of what you're talking about. After you've put in all the effort to really lead them the best you can. And then, then, you know, you're, you're talking about still being disappointed. Yeah. And honestly, let's be honest. In smaller churches, you don't have as many people to pull from for, for your various uh, areas of service. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had the smaller church and we had lighting guys, I had a horrible experience Um that somebody had signed up to be a lighting person. We'd gone through training. They'd watched months and months of how we did services. It wasn't anything thrown together or sloppy. And 
Yeah. We would do a run through before the service and he just started getting later and later and later. And then mm. you would not believe it. One week he wasn't there. I'm trying to call him, reach him. I go back. I'm running our lights that day. And he actually walks in like 15 minutes after the service has started. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and in the middle of the service, you're a little angry. I, I got to be honest. Oh. And our, our uh, tech room was a tiny room, and it's not very far from the people. <laughs> so all I could say was, I got this. Because he had no idea what the service was going to be happening. Oh I said, goodness. I got it now. You know, and I'm sure I've reflected some anger in my tone or my voice, but I couldn't say any more then. And then we had to have a talk. And you, you have to sometimes fire volunteers. I had to fire that guy. But I also yeah. had to do it in gentleness, love, and say, hey, you know what? Apparently this isn't a passion area for you. Um, mm-hmm. We need to find some something that you really are passionate about, that you have gifts, and this isn't it. And so you need to have something you can really give it your best. And so... I yeah, basically I did not schedule him again. <laughs> he was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am no longer scheduling. Yes. You. Yeah, I think that that's it's it's hard to do when you're managing that tension of keeping standards high. But gosh, I really feel like I need this volunteer right now. And um, I know that we've had people in kids ministry <laughs> who we've had to do that with who haven't shown up, and you know, there you can't you can't just not show up you you know you can't be late yeah kids you're on your own today (laughs) right there's grace periods there's hard times there's talking people through hey what's really going on with you um but yeah I think that that could be um something that is misunderstood that maybe because they're a volunteer I have to just let them get away with things and I think it's important to take that step of faith and let them go and know that God will provide the right people, even if it's hard yeah. for a little while. And I do like what you said there. Uh, maybe something's going on with them. And that's where asking questions. Hey, let's meet this week for coffee. Hey, is anything else going on? There could be yes. horrible things at work that, or he's been up all night and so many different things. So if we're really going to live like Jesus, we have to ask those questions too. Absolutely. I was really humbled by that when um, I had a, I had someone who was scheduling our whole preschool team. Um, and this was, this was a while ago, but um, she disappeared. Like basically I could not get a hold of her in any form of communication, email, text, or phone call. Um, and she hadn't scheduled for that weekend. And it was that, you know, question of, do I jump in and save her? Do I have her experience the consequences of this a little bit? Um, it seems out of character, but at the same time, you know, a few other things have happened in the past that are kind of like this and mm. all of that. Well, it turns out that her husband found out that he had stage four cancer and they she 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 couldn't handle it she broke down and kind of went off the grid and um and I'm so glad I didn't lead with 
anger and then I led with a question mm. of what happened are you okay oh. before the wow you really kind of let us down this weekend I don't know how we would have staffed this if I hadn't been paying attention you mm-hmm. know before all that um and she's you know still a big part of what we do she just she just couldn't handle what was going on in life right now yeah so yeah that was a good that was a good oh lesson. I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly we need to continually to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us as we lead mm. people and mm-hmm. and honestly I believe it was the Holy Spirit that probably stopped you from mm-hmm. responding in anger I unfortunately, mm-hmm haven't always listened to Holy Spirit and, mm-hmm. you know, didn't, didn't respond like I should have. And I've had to go back and apologize, but I, I love that you brought that out. Yeah. So you said, you said to the, about that lighting guy, you know, maybe this isn't an area of passion. So I like that you said that because perhaps the attitude towards it would change if it, if he was in a different volunteer position so thinking through like what's best for this person too Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it just is the attitude it's not the performance that matters you're right Um, have you had other situations where you've come across uh, um, like you know people who just have really bad attitudes about the role that they're in and how have you dealt with that well it's interesting sometimes your worst attitudes will be from people who've been in the church the longest because you've had Mm. to make some um, changes to keep things moving forward, being the best they can be. And one time I was implementing, this sounds hilarious, but they weren't rehearsing uh, the vocalists before Sunday services. And so I added this, and some people were just, really? Why? And a couple people quit. And it was interesting, but... Mm. I had people come up to me and apologize later and say to me, wow, it really makes a difference. I can see why you did that. And it sometimes takes them a while to get on board. Now that shows you the stage this church was at when Tim and I came here, (laughs) that they weren't even rehearsing. But um, they're the ones that sometimes have the hardest time that are the people who've been around the longest. So you just have to, you know, be okay with them stepping out for a while. And Mm, yes, that's how it can be. I had, um, I had a a young guy and I think that this might be something that maybe young millennials who are now volunteers who are kind of, it's kind of a generation of in the moment feel good (laughs) we've been known to not be the most committed generation so um uh that's that's challenging sometimes as well because people will um come in and out I had a really young guy who's great um leading a, a team and he didn't schedule one weekend um and this was after you know a few other things had happened but nothing major but he just didn't schedule his team he uh, kind of forgot and I don't think maybe saw it as a huge deal because he thought he could cover himself last minute mm. um, and I I fired him from his leadership position um, of course the, f- the full story is I 
I was the one who kind of had to be that bad guy in some way and hold him accountable life Mm -hmm. hold hold him accountable exactly um but I knew that someone else was coming alongside of him as more of a mentor to talk about it after and since then um it's been the coolest thing to have him come back to me and tell me how how much of a wake-up call that was and how much his attitude towards volunteering and his roles in the church has changed because he wasn't taking it as seriously as he uh, realizes now that he should, and he is just a fantastic volunteer now. Oh, so that's so great. Was, he learned from it, didn't just get mad and go pout and go to a different church, which happens right. sometimes. And of course, it was, it was hard, and yes, that does absolutely happen. Um, but to know if you're if you're really sure that you're doing the right thing by letting someone like that go when that's the only option left that you see. Um, or when you know that having a hard conversation is the only option, um, and is what they need, then you've got to just trust that God's going to work the rest out in their own lives and make it happen. Yeah. Not let the standard of your, of your ministry go down. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And in all these conversations, um, First Peter 4.11 is a great verse to keep in mind. It just says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. So as we speak to these people, we need to reflect kindness, gentleness, respect, and remember we're representing God to these people um, mm-hmm. and Christ. So there's another instance that we could talk about uh, as far as disappointment goes. And this is one a lot of us have experienced personally, but I want to say pastor's wives have really Mm. experienced this one. And it is disappointment because of being hurt. Yes. It's really sad but very true. Being hurt by someone in the church. Yes. Being hurt by someone doing something that feels very personal. Or saying sure, something okay. very unloving, unchristian. So many people, so many women in ministry have told me their heartbreaking stories. And it's just mm. sad and wrong. And Satan loves it. And God's sad over it. Because we mm. should be not be communicating that way. Um, As our church started growing when we were Mm -hmm. um, first here, some people got mad because the church was growing. I don't think they could put their finger on it. Some of them felt like they were losing control, maybe losing attention. Sure. Um, Sure. So... Scared of change, yes. not understanding. Yes, and so several people left the church. I mean, quite a few, but they left in such unchristian ways. Some of them really ugly, ugly ways. Uh, Tim was kicked out of somebody's house, and he honestly mm-hmm. had no idea what had been said to warrant that. I mean, this this guy just said, leave, leave my house. And, and Tim's like, what, what, what happened? Uh, instead of, mm. you know, having a conversation mm-hmm. about 
whatever hurt this guy was experiencing. Um, sadly, I, I know this is true of a lot of pastor's wives. We hang on to the hurts a lot longer than our husbands do. May not be the case in all circumstances, but we tend to not forget. And after about 10, 12 years ago, some of these people have come back to the church. And this is this is me. I see them and I and the because it's as fresh in my mind, and I'm like, how can they come back? Don't they remember what they did to us or what they said or whatever? And 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 Tim will just welcome them like a Christian should and love them. And I'm like inside just going, oh, my goodness, what are they doing here? And I like have to avoid them and stuff. And, and honestly, it took me months and months before some of the people I could ever, ever go have a conversation with them again. And... I asked him, how can you just go on that way? He goes, well, they've grown up. They've done some growing up mm. over the years and mm. spiritually. And uh, he's so much more godly than I am because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're like, well, then they should. Prove yeah, it. <laughs> they should apologize yeah. out loud. Uh, which is not <laughs> totally uncalled for. But yes, if they're just coming to be a part of the church service yeah. it's probably oh. okay that they yeah they get we've gotten yeah. they got reinvolved they've been back and and actually god did some work in my heart and i had i i was able then to forgive move on hug them when i saw them you know and and people leave churches for so many different reasons and I think we can say like, oh, you know, as long as they're involved in a church, it's okay. But it does feel pretty personal. It does. When it happens, um, at least with most people, some people do it great. And then it feels like, okay, a send off, let's send you off. That's fine. Yeah. But um, I remember that our, our church was a brand new baby startup and the group that was helping plant the church said, you know, Every time that a new church starts, there's often some people involved um, who are so involved at the beginning and and some of them within the first two years will leave and it will shock you and it will hurt and inevitably it always happens. And so I've, you know, talked to some of the people on our plant team and and it did and they were shocked and hurt for some of the people who they had won to Christ and had baptized and um, were so there for their family and they didn't move away. They didn't, you know, it was just, she had an issue with something and they stopped coming and just like that. It, it happens all the, it happens all the time and it's really, really sad. It's hard not to get disappointed and deal with it the wrong way yeah and that is a great point some people do do it well they just said hey you know we we, we've decided this for us and we still love you and we're Mm -hmm. but we're going to go worship over here because honestly Mm -hmm. we're all supposed to be one church so we should feel good about them going wherever to worship and uh But it, it is sad because we are in a fallen world and we let our natural selves take over sometimes that we say and do ugly things. 
um, can be very, very hard. But uh, know that you're not alone out there and ask God just to help you forgive and help you see people as he does. That, that can really help you a lot and change a heart. One of the things that we were talking about that was one of the hardest hurts potentially to handle is someone who kind of falls away not only from the church but from God mm. and watching that happen and letting them go. Um, mm. It's, I know it's especially true. I know that leaders and pastors all over the country have experienced this. Um, and it hurts even more when it's someone that you've been reaching out to or someone you're involved with. I know I had someone who was really instrumental in some of the behind the scenes work of our preschool program. And one week she, uh, texted, you know, didn't want to talk on the phone or in person, uh, and said that she was moving on. And, um, it, it was one, it was scary. You know, what happened? What did I do? What did I, were you too involved? Did I push you too hard? All of that. And then, you know, eventually I got answers as I kind of tried to reach out and stalk her, but she didn't, you know, she hasn't come back and, um, their family is not involved in any church right now. Mm. And it's, it's, it's hard to watch. And it wasn't anything that I did. And it, really had nothing to do with me and it also I have no control over what they do and I think that's really really hard to accept yeah it is hard and we we can't control other people I think anybody who becomes a parent realizes that or anybody who gets married you just can't control other people but in those cases Mm -hmm. I just keep praying for them because if you love them you you want them to have the abundant life here on earth and be with you in eternity in heaven. And and I just keep praying that God puts people in their path that mm. point to him and remind them of that. But that that is, that's so sad and so hard. And I'm glad you found out it wasn't anything you did because otherwise I think I would just, you know, question, question and, and dwell in it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's hard. Well, and those things keep us humble too at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you work towards getting over that? I mean, or living with it <laughs> in a healthy way? You know, I, I think it's just staying rooted to Christ. It's his church. The Holy Spirit prompts people and we, um, we're just as tools, his instruments, and mm-hmm. we, we're human. We can only do so much, but people are going to disappoint us. And as my parents always taught me, keep your eyes on Jesus because people will, they will fail you and they will disappoint mm-hmm. you. But if your eyes are on Jesus, um, you won't stumble and follow yourself. And that is so key. I think in the middle of all this, too, um, as you are constantly, as a leader, you're kind of constantly experiencing someone disappointing you. Um, but you're, you need to focus in on everyone who's not. And I think celebrating the wins, celebrating the things that Jesus is doing in people's lives. If you're not constantly hearing those stories, then you're, you're not positioning yourself right. You need to be 
also in a place where you're hearing what Jesus is doing in people's Great lives. Great point. Whatever is true, it's noble, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Think on these things. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And um, Jesus will let you know what you what what people's disappointment you need to be involved in healing and who you need to probably walk away from and um it's always good to have wise counsel for that yes. but i think it's really important to celebrate the wins there's so much good happening but we can get so down and disappointed by the you know the wounds that come up that is so true I, that's so true i'm so glad you said that because satan tries to keep us focused on the the negatives Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, I hope this wasn't too disappointing for you. <laughs> um, I'm so. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into Momentum, and we love you and hope that you are encouraged today. For more encouragement, check out Womentum.net or DeniseHarlow.com. Uh, follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook to see pictures of my adorable baby Absolutely. daughter. Absolutely. And. <laughs> and have a great summer. We'll talk to you soon.